Hello, and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. I'm Nathaniel. I'm Chris. How are you doing, Chris? I'm fucking tired as usual. Yeah, no. Always. And have you ever tried getting, I don't know, sleep? Yeah, it doesn't work. Why not? No. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Need a couple hours. Uh, only a couple. I've actually been sleeping fairly, fairly well last week. You go to bed at like 7 and wake up at like fucking noon. No, I don't. <laughs> you do. No, I don't. I've texted you before at like 8 and you're like, you're ruining my sleep. And I'm like... I have work the next day. And then like, I call you the next morning for the podcast and wake you up at 11. That's not even true. <laughs> you'll text me at like... Or text you. That, yeah. You'll text me like Tuesday night, which I have work the next day. So I'll go to bed at 7 because I have to be up at like 4. And then you'll text me on thursday morning at like 10 and i'm trying to catch up on all the sleep i missed throughout the week because <laughs> that's how it works so yeah you just have really bad timing at texting me and i don't know what to say try better yeah because you don't you answer all the time so yeah I should try better yeah <laughs> <laughs> i answer eventually sometimes most of the time I think anything interesting happened this week, but I don't think anything did. I didn't have anything for me specifically. We have a new rule at work. Well? Yeah. With our time clocks, you can punch in six minutes before or six minutes after. It's seven, but sure. We're not, not allowed to anymore. What? Nope. What do you mean? Whenever now? we mispunch, they correct it in the office. They you know they can't all, you guys all can't clock in at the right time. It's impossible. impossible. I know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so if we mispunch, like when everybody first got the times clocks, it was tons of mispunches. Like, you know, we're used to our one-hour lunch. Mm -hmm. So I would go in, clock out for lunch, go in at 12.30, clock back in, and then when I was ready to go out to work at 1, I would punch again on accident. Because yeah. I'm thinking, okay, this is when I actually go back to work. So they would go on a computer in the, the office and fix it. Well, the boss now said that the mispunch of someone was sent to the big, big boss to correct. It's like, no, you correct them here. No, it so wouldn't be sent to the big, big boss ever. Yeah. She said that uh, the big, big boss is wondering why we keep punching out at five of five. So now we That's have to That's not how that works. Until five. That system doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't say, it will say the exact time, but it rounds it. Yeah. Either around yeah. it up or around it down. She just used it as an excuse to make up a new rule that we are not allowed to punch out until five now. But you're still going to be punching out five after or five till. But the problem is, I'm off the clock at five. Right. If it gets to like five oh five, I'm fucking leaving if I'm punched out or not. If not, I'm gonna wait till five oh seven and fucking punch so it fucks up everything. Oh, that'd be perfect. I know you said I have to wait exactly. Yeah. And, oh, you know, dang, but everything's not yeah, done everybody's yet. Everybody's trying to punch out and they're getting errors with their fingerprints and <laughs> Oh, damn. Yeah, it's not it's that the reason that's the reason why you have that 7-minute grace period yeah. uh before and after. Yep. Because well, she told us 6 and then she told us it was 5-minute grace period and then <laughs> what I've been told by the company that actually runs the thing is 7 minutes. Yeah, and the county goes by 15-minute intervals. Yeah. So as long as you're punched in in that 15-minute block, you're getting that yeah. block. Yep. So it's just fucking, it's just a rule she wants to control shit. Yeah. Because we were all punching out at 
five of five and leaving. Yeah. Also, the big, big boss won't see it. Why would he ever see it? Yeah. Or her. I don't even know who, who she's referring to. So, um, because it has to go from MSTU, your actual area, to the growth service special, and then to HR. And they deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. What big, big boss is she referring to? The head of MSTU. Even he wouldn't see that's it. Who, that's who she's referring to. Jim, my director. No. Yeah, no. Our guy's like Alan. He's like a new guy. Yeah, I know. He, your previous one. That's who uh, they're trying to. she's trying to say it sent to him. No. My director never sees my timesheet. It's just... My just... boss sees it, and then the front office ladies see it, and then they send it to HR. My boss's boss will never see my timesheet. Well, apparently, Alan likes to take us into the office mm -hmm. and talk with each worker, like in FaceTime, one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. Just to know, get to know us. Has he done it with you yet? Not yet, but I'm going to ask him about the time clock when he does. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so you, wait, yeah, Sherry said you said this. Yeah, Sherry said specifically, I like how we're using names all of a sudden. She said that... You said, yeah, she that we can't clock in up until so exactly she can control then. shit. Yeah, no. You know um, another interesting thing. One of the guys at work was doing an oil change the other day. Right. And I went up to him jokingly. I'm like, "You doing an oil change?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "You can't do that." Like, Why can't I? <laughs> I'm like, "Well, you remember when we had to do that thing where we had to write down every single thing we do for our job to see if they they can figure out a better pay scale for us." Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, I wrote down we do the oil changes, and Sherry said we do not do oil changes. We cannot. I cannot write that because she is the maintenance person. Ooh. I'm like, so you can't be doing an oil change. I would. Did you still put it on? I said I assist with oil changes. Ah. At one time, we we literally took every single gator out. We lined them up, and it was like a conveyor belt. Mm -hmm. I laid on the ground, and they'd bring the gator over. I'd roll over. I'd take out the thing, drain it. Mm -hmm. Then put the new thing in, and then we'd push it to the next group, and they would fill it. So we had a whole conveyor system going to do all the oil changes quick. <laughs> but we don't do oil changes. Nor do you do air filter changes or nope. gas filter changes. And technically, she's not even registered for maintenance. No. So by her working on it, it's endangering us anyway. Because mm -hmm. if she fucks up the equipment and it hurts one of us, yeah, the whole place is fucked up. But yeah, we're, we don't do oil changes, uh, so I asked him why he was doing an oil change. Because we don't do them. <laughs> she directly told me we do not do oil changes. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, she just fucking lies about everything. Just to <clears throat> Start recording it, dog. Can't. It's Florida. Eh. It's two-party recording state. I don't mean like record it like... Like record the oh, conversation. Down. Yeah, make yeah. sure you write it down. Like, at see, so, I so miss time. New York because it was a one-party state, yeah. so I could agree to it, and the other person's fucked. As long as anybody in the party. Well, you could to still it. do it. They just couldn't legally use it. You couldn't legally use it in court. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. You don't that would be to funny to like when she says something, press record, and say, "Would you mind saying that again?" and just hold the phone up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what she would do. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck. Because that's what she did when she got in trouble that one time. Were you there the first time she got in trouble with HR? I've actually never been there when she, she was in, in trouble. She came in and she put down a microcorder and recorded her whole apology to us so she had everything we said back rec recorded. 
even though the HR lady was sitting right there. It's wild. And the funny thing is she tried blaming it back, like turning it on us. Really? You know, I'm sorry about this stuff, but what you guys do, and the HR lady's like, that is not an apology. Yeah. Try again. That's... <laughs> I'm sorry that you guys are bad. That's basically what you tried doing. And the HR lady just smacked her right down. No. That's always fun. Then the other HR lady is just ridiculous. Yeah. They came out and they talked to us. And when she came out the second time, she didn't take us part individually to talk to us. That's stupid. That's not so how you do a follow-up. Nobody's going to fucking say shit. That's not how you do follow-ups. Nobody wants to be the rat, so nobody's saying shit. They know that, so that's how they can say, oh, we followed up. I hate that so much. I and know. she was constantly questioning me because we were building these cages to put the cans in. Yes. And, you know, there's like okay. eight of us that worked there. And seven people were standing around one of the cages. I was working in one by myself. And she kept questioning me why I was by myself over there. I'm like, there's fucking eight people working on one. You only need one or two people. Mm -hmm. So I'm working on this one. There's nothing going on with that. You've got to ask us about the other shit. <laughs> That of all the things to question me about, that's a weird one. Yeah, because she kept like trying to act like I was being antisocial or didn't want to be near any of the other workers. Even if you were, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. No, I was just working on it by myself because the other one, was, there was two people working on it and fucking five people standing around. County work at its finest. Yeah. One person digs a hole, five other people watch yeah, it dig so that I hole. Yeah, so I took it upon myself to work on the other one. And she kept questioning it. It's like, I'm fucking working. What do you want from me, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Okay. All right. So, so you have a story today. Well, yeah. So we're doing evil children, evil kids. Yeah. And I'm going to do my story today. You're not going to be here next week. so You're, you're gonna also not going to be here next week. Well, I would still be able to record after That's my true. appointment. I mean, we can still record tomorrow, uh, next week if you want to. I thought you had shit to do. I mean, I'm literally going to be in St. Cloud, but we can still record. No, no I'm saying, so you're going to record <laughs> your other episode yes. today for next week, but that's not an evil child one. Correct. And then the week after, we'll be back to your evil child story. Yes. That's what I was getting at. I know. <laughs> I just felt called out. He's like, you're going to be gone, Nate, <laughs> again. Hey, no, we're recording ahead of time. Yeah, that's true. And we did, I, I knew it was coming up, so I was like, uh, don't worry about next Where week. Where the fuck is St. Cloud? Right next to Orlando. Oh, okay. It's like literally right next to Orlando. What are you doing down there? Um, porn shoot. Porn shoot? Porn shoot. A porn shoot. Gay porn. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm messy. Whoa. I, I don't know what I was about to say. I, I said a bullet in your brain? <laughs> don't even start with me. <laughs> I will be with a family friend. Ah. We are going on a safari thing with my family and their family. In the great rainforest of Florida. Yeah, I don't know where it's at. Uh, they, they're just like, hey, there's a safari thing that's going on. Do you guys want to go? I'm like, yeah, we'll go. It's going to be like a petting zoo they drive you through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like, look at these crocodilies. They're everywhere. Yes. Crocodilies and banana spiders. <laughs> I saw this thing in Georgia where they were talking about the invasion of this type of spider. And I'm like, they're everywhere in Florida. You, are, you border Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they were introduced. They can fucking walk there. And they're oh. all like freaking out about him, and it's like I'm pissed dude. when I I was pissed when I found out that um, love bugs are not native to the United States. No, they're not. Which is fucking annoying. I had to point out to people because people keep saying they were genetically engineered at one of the Florida colleges to kill mosquitoes. 
and one of the Florida college people, like the, the science type, scientist person that works there. The scientist the type. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what his actual name, title is. But um, he's like, look, if we were going to genetically engineer these, they would be green and orange, or blue and orange. You know, the colors. Florida gators. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was just joking <laughs> around about it. No, they actually came in over near Texas on a ship, and they migrated all along the southern coast of Florida, and they just happened to prefer Florida temperature. They migrated all along the coast of the United States, the southern coast, and they happened to thrive better in Florida, so stayed in Florida. Yeah. Yeah, they came in on a cargo ship, like in the 30s. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have been introduced to Crazy. People the say all these States. stupid stories, what? and all you have to do is pick up your phone and... I know. It's facts. Kind of, it's kind of as if, like, fact-checking is no longer... A thing. A thing. Even Have you even seen fact-checking websites have been fact-checked to be incorrect a lot of the time too it's like why are you falsely fact-checking oh speaking of i wanted to show you a picture uh-oh not getting political with this but it's uh, just i don't want to see your bar again funny because no, no. it was that, that kid involved in a shooting and i'm not going to get on either side of the story yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. yes so people are like talking about how they're showing pictures of him cleaning up graffiti yeah so someone posted a picture of Charles Manchin playing guitar in church. <laughs> it shows it doesn't fucking really matter what's going on in the picture. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's... I saw him crying in court, and it's like, oh my god, that is so fake. Uh, that I was do... like the worst acting I, I've ever seen. I have He's a video. He's trying to get tears, I and they're not coming. I have a video for you about that, where somebody who is ex-military is like, uh, he basically says, everyone's calling this crocodile tears, but what I see that... It reminds me of all the people I've seen with PTSD. So I'm like, Ooh. but you can see him squinting, trying to get tears. Yeah, but he was coming. he was pointing out the way he was acting and everything. It, it it's very reminiscent of like soldiers coming back from uh, combat zones. Yeah, actually. but it's also very easy to watch that and try and fake it. I would I would generally say yes because he's like even his hyperventilating is not even actually hyperventilating. I yeah, but. It, when people who deal with this kind of stuff are saying this is it's very similar to PTSD. Yeah, but it usually, kind of seems like But usually they are actually hyperventilating when they have PTSD. Perhaps. But I don't know. I think he truly is regretful of what I he don't did. Think he is. <laughs> anyway, on to fuck the story. that dude personally actually <laughs> fuck the dude he shot anyways. He was a pedophile. I don't know. We want to get political. I didn't want to. I, I know we didn't want stories. to get political. No, I mean I didn't look into any of it really. So. Oh, okay. That's I fair. just know I saw the videos and like the one thing where like he felt threatened by the bag of water that was thrown at him. I'm like, okay. It wasn't a bag. We're not going to get into it. We, we won't. We already talked about we it. Won't we won't get that. into it. Okay. We talked all about it. We saw it before. I, there's a lot of evidence coming out during this trial. If we want to talk about, it, we could talk about no, it. I don't it's give a right. shit. <laughs> Um, anyways, you have a case. Yes. The murder of Shonda Renee Scherer. And this is, like I said, it was, when I found it, it said it was considered one of the worst murders in U.S. history. Yeah, you I'm were like, I don't know if it still is or not, but then when I read it, I'm like, holy fuck. It might be. <laughs> this is pretty fucking bad. Okay, <sighs> right so. Right after Mob Barker. What's that? I said right after Mob Barker. How the oh, FBI yeah. essentially <laughs> Fucked up that house. So, the murder of Shonda occurred on January 11th, 1992, right? Um, like I said, it's pretty fucking brutal. It's pretty shitty and sad what happens. 
I'm so, sorry, I'm quiet. I'm trying to hold my breath because I'm hiccuping. <laughs> First, a little about Shonda. She was born on June 6, 1979, and was 12 years old at the time of her death. She was what would fall into the whole All-American Girl category. What? All-American? All-American Girl. What is that? What? What is that category? Um, I've never heard that. you never heard that term? I don't think so. Okay, well, first, I kind of skipped a chunk. Okay, if you want to go through Her mother went through two divorces, yeah, and she it. had to change schools a couple times. But the All-American Girl part is here. She was on the cheerleading, volleyball, softball, basketball teams. Oh. Uh, said she was always happy. She made friends easily. She enjoyed school activities. Aside from just the sports, she loved the dances and all that kind of stuff. She's not an all-Floridian girl, that's for sure. There'd be more like duck hunting and horse Correct. riding. That too. Meth. <laughs> yep. So it was at a school dance, which actually set all of this shit in motion. Partially. Four girls were directly and indirectly involved in her murder. Melinda Loveless, age 16. Lori Tackett, age 17. Hope Rippey, age 15. And Tony Lawrence, also age 15. All of which had issues of their own. There's a whole thing about all of their issues, but I'm not getting into them because it's not about them. But <laughs> Go on. There was a lot of abuse, emotional and sexual, as well as self-harm. Like harm. Right, that's unfortunate. So not all of them were like molested, but most, like I think three out of four were. Oh, wow. And they almost all were they self-harming themselves and mm -hmm. suicide attempts, and so none of them were all with it. So the catalyst of all this, like I said, it started at a or happened at a school dance. But before that, Loveless began dating a girl named Amanda Heverin. In 1990, when she was 14. Whoa. In 91, their relationship began to fall apart as the year went on. Mm -hmm. Heaven met Shonda when they got into a fight at school. Now, Heaven was dating Loveless. Shonda's yes. the one that was murdered. Yes. Just to make sure everybody, because I'm going to have all the names going over and over. A lot of names. When they got, so they got into a fight at school. They both had to go to detention for the fight, and during detention, they became friends. Then they began to exchange letters that soon became romantic in nature. Oh. How old is... Shonda's 12 at this 12. point. How old is the other one? Heaven? Yes. Because uh, she's dating age. a 15-year-old. Yeah, I think she was around 14. That's a bit as well. weird. But anyways, that's not the point. Yeah, I didn't see her name, her age come up. I'm sure it's somewhere out there. I don't feel like grabbing my phone. Uh, so they began to exchange letters they became romantic nature loveless became jealous of the budding relationship loveless saw them together at a school dance and confronted them so this is kind of where the actual mm -hmm. catalyst starts even though she already previously known doesn't say much about what happened in the confrontation but loveless and heaven had yet to officially break up even though loveless was already dating an older girl <laughs> what yeah so it's okay. kind of like a weird jealous love triangle thing yeah Love Square. Yeah. Loveless is technically still dating Heaven and dating an older girl and jealous of Heaven and Shonda. Yeah, that is weird. After the confrontation at the dance, Loveless began saying that she was going to kill Shonda and even threatened her in school, in public, at which point Shonda's parents arranged to have her move to a different school. They even took letters that Loveless had written to their daughter threatening to kill her. Gave them to a youth prosecutor who, as far as I know, did nothing with it. That's fucked. Yep. But again, this you know this is in the 90s, so 
things like that weren't taken as seriously as they are now. And they were gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might attribute to it. It might, because that, Unfortunately. You know, it's such a small step from the 90s to where we are now, and such a huge change. Yeah. So on the night of January 10th, 1992, Lawrence, Rippy, and Tackett drove to Loveless's house. Rippy and Lawrence had never met Loveless, but were friends with Tacky. Tackett. It changed to Tacky on my page. <laughs> so <laughs> the this is a very stuff? shitty time for them to meet her. <laughs> Once they arrived at Loveless's house, they borrowed some of her clothes, which I thought was kind of weird. That is weird. And Loveless also should maybe they like just liked what some of her clothes. So she's like, "Here, you can wear it." You know, yeah. no girls are. I don't. No, you don't. They are like that. <laughs> Here, oh my god, Loveless, such a nice shirt. Can I have it? No, it's my shirt. There's another weird thing with clothing in this. So okay, that one's nothing. <laughs> that one by far is nothing. So Loveless also showed them a knife she had that she was going to use to intimidate and scare Shonda with. Always a good sign. Now, Tackett knew of the plan, but aside from Loveless, none of the other girls even knew Shonda or what the plan was right. to scare her. Rippy, for some reason, I guess, I think it's Tackett's car, but she allowed Rippy to drive. Rippy drove them all from New Albany to Jeffersonville. This all takes place in Indiana. I was about to say, this takes place in New York? Indiana. Oh. New York God. is Albany. This is New Albany. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Now, this takes place in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, we don't have a Jeffersonville as far as I know in New York. I don't know. So they drove from New Albany to Jeffersonville where Shonda was spending the weekend with her father because her mom, I think this is, I don't know if this is their first or second divorce father. Right, you, you did say that. Yeah, they were, she was divorced a few times. When they arrived at um, Lo uh, Shonda's house, Loveless instructed Rippy and Lawrence to... Uh, go up to Shonda's house and introduce themselves as Heverin's friends and tell her that Heverin was waiting for her at a place called the Witch's Castle, which was an old ruined house that was overlooking the Ohio River. Shonda told the girls she couldn't go with them because her parents were awake and she knew she'd get in trouble. Right. But if they came back around midnight, then she would sneak out with them and go meet Heverin. Loveless was pissed about that. She's 12. Yes. That's weird. So Loveless was, of course, pissed about that. But the other girls calmed her down, and they all apparently went to a punk show. Rippy and Lawrence, seemingly unimpressed with the band, decided to go back to the car with two random boys and have sex. Oh, yeah, as you do. Yep. So it's all fucked up. <laughs> Eventually, they all pile back into the car, and they go and get Chanda. You know, it's at midnight now. Mm -hmm. uh, at which point, Loveless made the comment that she couldn't wait to kill her. And then she also said that she only intended to scare her. Mm, if it's I like was in a car, yeah, quick. yeah. If I yeah. was in a car and, and somebody said, "I can't wait to kill this person we're about to, essentially, kidnap." Wait till the prosecution. Okay. This gets really fucked up. Uh, it's it's already really <laughs> fucked up. So, they pull up the Shonda's house. Loveless hides under How a blanket. How much trust do you have in your friends? You're gonna or... go with two strangers yeah. to meet someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because Shonda doesn't know any of these, these two girls. She knows Tackett and Loveless. She doesn't know the, the, Rippy and I'm Lawrence. talking about the two girls who are in the car with uh, Loveless. How good of a friends are you with the third one to go along with yes. essentially... You're friends with Tackett. You don't know Loveless, and you're still going to stay in the car. 
Yes. <laughs> I get what Lo- you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loveless is the one who's saying some wild ass shit. Yeah. And at this point, I'd be like, all right, something's going oh, on. Oh, and the script flips pretty soon, too. Okay, go so, on. <laughs> so they pull up to Shonda's house. Loveless hides under a blanket in the back seat. So I'm guessing they let Shonda sit in the front seat. Right. So Shonda is a bit hesitant to go with him, but they told her that Heaven is still waiting for her at the witch's castle, which is... They said it was near, uh, also called Hope Falls, I believe. Okay. It was near Falls, maybe. Interesting. Well, I but, uh, but she ends up going back in and changing her clothes and, you know, deciding to go with them, which would be, you know, I wrote here, it would be her last and worst decision she ever made because it gets really fucked bad. <laughs> Fuck bad. It gets really fucked it's bad. It's really fucked bad. That's how bad it is. I can't even say it's it. It's real bad. As they drove off, Loveless jumped out from under the blanket and put the knife to Shonda's throat. And they were talking about the old ruined house they were going to while Shonda was being held at knife point. Talking of how witches used to live there in the house until the townsfolk burned it down. Nine witches supposedly lived in the house. That wouldn't scare me. No, but they were just kind of implying that bad shit happened at this house. Oh, okay. Maybe trying to go stories Again, scare. she is 12. Yeah, and she's got a knife to her throat. Yeah. So, Which is, again, still fucking wild because this is essentially near adults. Doing this to a child. Yeah. Well, I mean, Loveless is 15, so she's like... Still. So, yeah, three years, she'd be an adult. Not only... Th- that's, those are three really big years. Yeah. Going from a 12-year-old to a 15-year-old. So, upon arriving at the house, they forced Shonda from the car and went inside the abandoned stone building where they bound her arms and legs. Loveless was taunting her, saying how she had such pretty hair and how would she look if she would have cut it all off of her. With the knife, obviously. She ended up... This, with some of the shit hand. they do is weird. She removed Shonda's rings and gave one to each of the girls. And I wrote, you know, nothing like passing out the evidence. It's, uh, I think it, it was intentional. Yeah. It sounds now intentional. Now you're all tied to this. Yes, now it's kind of like, now you're committed. Yep. She gave it to each of the girls. Um, Rippy took Shonda's watch, which was a Mickey Mouse watch that played music. Bastard. Which also shows her age, you know? She's Again. 12. It... And then Rippy began dancing around the house playing the music the watch played. Which, to me, it makes it fucking creepy and even sadder because it shows the lack of Shonda's age yeah. and it shows Rippy's lack of fucking concern. Yeah. So they continued to ta- taunt her and scare her, saying that the house still had the remains of the witches beneath it and hers would be next to join them. They also lit a shirt on fire and began waving it in front of her before they decided to put it out so nobody driving by would see it. I don't know how smart it is to light a fire in an old room. It's a stone house. Oh, okay, okay. So they, they stomped it out quick, though, because they didn't want anybody driving by to see it. Right. At this point, they drag her back to the car, and they all pile in while Shonda's begging and pleading for them to just bring her home. And for some odd-ass reason, that's why I said the clothing thing gets weird again, Loveless tells Shonda to take off her bra. Which she does, and Loveless hands it to Rippy, who takes off her bra and puts on Shonda's bra. That is weird because I even I have no fucking idea why they did that. Bras are very, I don't want to say tailored to a woman, but they're very specific. Yeah, and also now her DNA is going to be all over this. Yeah, that too. <laughs> this other bra that doesn't belong to her so to weird. a girl that will eventually be dead. Obviously, I'm not giving away anything. I said it's a murder. <laughs> so... I mean, we're covering it, so it's not good. So. Yeah, pretty much. 
I'm glad the, the fucking bra thing just kind of confuses the shit it, out of me, though. I think it kind of plays into like Shonda tying them all to it still. No, and not sh- Shonda. Not Loveless sh- tying them. It all seems to like it. Loveless is just doing emotional things. She's not. She's she's clearly psychologically like, fucking with. Yes. Her. Well, not just psychologically fucking with her. She's uh, doing these things to. Uh, What's the word? Like, play into her own psychosis, kind of psychosis. Yeah. It was like, somehow it's a win to her to put on her bra because Yeah, she... but Loveless doesn't put on the bra. Who puts on the bra? Rippy. That is weird. <laughs> Taking... Shonda... Loveless tells Shonda to take it off and hands it to Rippy. Rippy takes off her bra and puts on Shonda's bra. Maybe Rippy's freaking out. Like, I guess I have to put this on. She gave it to me. Yeah, and Rippy doesn't even know Loveless. Yeah, Rippy doesn't even know Shonda. Yeah, so it Shonda. makes no sense for her to put it on except for... She has no idea what's it's going on. It's a nice on. bra if it's... I think more than likely what's going on is she has no idea. She just wants to go along with this because she doesn't... That comes into play big time soon. Yeah, because it, so it, 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 it sounds like she's kind of worried and she does. she's not thinking. She's just doing... So Yeah, doing what she's told. Not even just what she's implied because like she just handed it to her. Yeah. She didn't say to put it on, but she might have... So, she might have thought it was implied. It's weird. It's kind of... You know, it's kind of... Sad to think about what Shonda must have been thinking, you know, at this point. Yes. After she's already been tied up. And tied up. Threatened with a knife. Threatened that she was going to be dead under the house. Removing jewelry. Article, articles of clothing. clothing. Yeah. So, on the drive, they end up getting lost. And they stop to ask for directions. So, they covered Shonda with a blanket when they stopped at the gas station so nobody would see her in the car. Mm-hmm. While at the gas station, Lawrence... Remember Lawrence, okay? Okay. Lawrence called a boy she knew and talked to him for a few minutes to try and calm herself down. She's basically freaking out Mm -hmm. because of what the fuck's going on. I don't even know these people. Yeah. And eventually they all get back into the car. Yet again they get lost. They stop at another gas station for directions where Lawrence and Rippy spot a couple more boys and spend a few minutes talking to them before heading off again, probably trying to calm themselves down again. I think... At that point. You and I'm also, I wrote here, I think all these weird little details are just to show the mindset of the girls at the time. Yeah, it does sound like It shows that. the mindset of Loveless. It shows the mindset of Rippy and Lawrence. Packet, think... you don't really hear much about yet except the watch and the dancing to the music. Yeah. So. It does. The like, science shows are panicky and manic. and It, it is, sounds panicky and manic, and they're trying to kind of like, it seems like they're trying to make themselves feel better by talking to boys. Which is weird. Yeah, well, the first one was a friend. Right. So That would make one more was sense. Strangers, but it was somebody, you know? Hmm. If you're freaking out and there's somebody there you, around your age, you might feel more calm talking to them. So at this point, they set off again, and they head for some woods near Tackett's house, uh, which is in Madison. Tackett leads them to an abandoned building off of a logging road deep in the forest. Loveless and Tackett take Shonda out of the car, but Lawrence and Rippy are afraid to go with them and stay in the car. Ah. And you can't really blame them. So this is the first, you know, this is the first night they met Loveless and she's dragged them into, at this point, a potential murder. So it's fucked up. They make Shonda strip down to her underwear and Loveless begins to beat the shit out of her, punching and kicking and eventually kneeing her in the face repeatedly. It mentions that she was kneed in the face and hit so much, many times that her Lips were all cut up because she had braces. Oh. So they were just, sh- like, Shredded. cutting, digging in and everything. 
and ripping apart like uh, the inside of her mouth. Loveless. Okay, actually, no. I'm gonna take our break here because oh. then it just goes off the fucking rails. Oh yeah. So because <laughs> it hasn't done so already. No. I mean, clearly not. This is merely a beginning. He's staring at his iPad. Yeah, there was a message on my screen. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in a little moment. bit. Okay, we are back. I want off Mr. Bones' wild ride. What? I want off Mr. Bones' wild ride. Is that the corn you're shooting? (laughs) What? No, you never heard, like, Mr. Bones' wild ride? No. Or something like that. It's like whenever you're, like, really deep into something that really sucks, people just yell, I want off Mr. Bones' wild ride. The story here? Yes. Okay, are you ready? (laughs) To embrace the suck? No. But we will go on anyways. So... If I make jokes for this, by the way, it's mainly to, like... Try and stay sane. Yes. Yes. I don't want this to be... Well, we mentioned that a long time ago. We don't joke making fun of the people. It's trying to alleviate the depth of the stories. This specific one, I do want to preface this more. I want to make jokes. The Reber one, we fucking cut back big time joking around because that was fucking... And she was 12, too. I know. I think we don't often cover children, like young young children experiencing well, horrible things and i think that more than anything kind of ironically for lack of a better word triggers us more than anything ironically last night i told you a reason why i personally didn't cover the story you're gonna cover <laughs> yeah. and now i'm covering a story <laughs> that's fucking worse i was thinking about that when you were talking about it uh, during the podcast i was like this motherfucker didn't want to cover it because children were hurt in that story, but children are getting much more hurt in this one. Yes. Yeah, I realized that the deeper I got into it. Okay, so we left off. They went into the abandoned house, and they were beating the shit out of her. In the woods. Yes, in the woods. They abandoned abandoned building in the woods. Yeah, it, I think it was like a logging. It didn't really say deep in the woods, but it said in dense woods, so I'm assuming it's kind of deep in the forest. Yeah. So Loveless was beating the shit out of her. Beating her, kicking her, and then sort of kneeing her in the face repeatedly. Then she takes the knife and tries to slit her throat. But the knife is too dull to cut. So now, can you imagine what Shonda's thinking at that point? So I'd rather not. And also, I wrote here, you know, as I was reading through all this stuff, I've noticed that there's been multiple points where they had the opportunity to just stop. Yeah. Kind of like the universe was saying, you know what? Maybe don't do this. Yeah, I'm going to make this knife dull there's so also, you have an opportunity. There's also multiple times where the other girls could have said something yeah. or done you know, something. There's going to be consequences, but it'll be a lot less if you stop. Yeah. It's like the universe just kind of slapped them a few times. I'm like, nope. Okay, so this is where... In the grim, dark universe. Pretty soon things kind of flip. How can it flip? Okay, so anyway, the knife didn't work, right? Yep. Rippy comes from the car now. She was staying in the yeah. car. Yeah. And she holds Shonda down while Loveless and Tackett repeatedly stab her in the chest with the knife. That's not flipping. No, no, no. Hold on. Okay. Tackett. With Tackett, things flip. Yeah, she's committed at this point, it sounds like. She gets more committed than Loveless, who actually wanted to kill her. What? 
Yeah, it's bad. So they take turns repeatedly stabbing her in the chest. Um, they take a rope. They choke her and strangle her until she stops moving. They drag her motionless body to the car and put her in the trunk and drive off saying that they had killed her. So they head to Tackett's house to clean up. So they all get cleaned up. They're sitting there drinking soda, and then they hear Shonda screaming from the trunk. Oh, my God. And maybe I should skip the joke I put in here. Did you actually put a joke in here? I said, for our English listeners, that's the boot. Fuck you. (laughs) I'm trying to alleviate shit. This is rough. I can't believe you actually put a joke at this point. So at this point, they hear her screaming. Tackett grabs a paring knife and goes out and stabs Shonda several more times before coming back in covered in blood. She cleans up, and they stay at Tackett's house for a short time. They mention Tackett's using, like, rune stones to fucking do their fortunes and future readings and shit like that. Fucking moon rune bullshit. Um, I lost where I was. It's it's a fucking wall of text of (laughs) There is a lot of text on this paper. Um... So they're at Tackett's house at around 2.30 in the morning. Loveless and Tackett head off for a joyride. Rippy and... Draw a blank on their last name. I don't remember her name. Lance? No. Rippy and Lawrence. Lawrence. Stay at Tackett's house. Now, they know Tackett, so they've probably been there a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and parents probably know him. They stay behind. Loveless and Tackett go for a joyride. Now, this is at 2.30 a.m. They head off for a joyride, and while they are driving, they can hear Shonda crying and making what's described as gurgling noises from the trunk. Tackett stops the car, and they go to the trunk. When they open it, Shonda sits up, but her eyes are kind of like rolled back a bit. Mm -hmm. Tackett grabs a tire iron and assaults Shonda with that until she's quiet not making any more sounds at all. Then she makes a comment to Loveless that she felt her head cave in. Then, for some reason, she tells Loveless to smell it. Smell it? Maybe the tire iron? Smell the tire iron? They didn't really say. She just makes the comment. Fucking wild. Right? So, she makes the comment that she felt her head cave in. Um... And I said here, Loveless is the one who wanted to kill Shonda, but it seems Tackett's like really the worst one. Yeah. So they continue. Well, she goes in like full overkill, basically. So they continue. Oh, oh, there's also reports that Shonda may have been sexually assaulted with the tire iron as well. So that's why she kind of went berserk with it? No, Shonda. Oh, sorry. Mixing up the names. Uh, she beats her with a tire iron, and yeah. there's reports that she may, may have, been, have sexually been sexually assaulted, assaulted with a tire iron. So they start driving again, and they're driving around for hours, repeatedly pulling over to go beat on her more with a tire iron. My God. After she's her head's caved in. Yeah. You know? So just before sunrise, they return to Tackett's house again. So that's like four hours almost. Yeah, that's... A long time. Of driving around and just going back repeatedly beating on her body. This is before or after daylight savings. I don't know. What. I'm sorry. <laughs> so they return back to Tackett's house. They clean up yet again. Rippy asks Tackett what happened. And while laughing, Tackett describes to her what she did to Shonda. 
The talking and the laughing wake up Tackett's mother, who yells at her for having the girls over and for being out late at night. So Tackett tells her mother she'll bring the girls home. On the ride to bring the girls home, they drive to what's just described as, quote, the burn pile, where they open the trunk. Lawrence refuses again to get out of the car. Rippy does, though. She looks at Shonda where she begins in the trunk, where she begins spraying her with Windex, saying, you're not looking so hot now, are you? So Rippy initially didn't want to get involved. Yeah. And now she's getting... She's, she's she held getting her down at one point, and now she's taunting. Aggressively involved, yeah. yeah. Um, fucking tooth hurts. <laughs> Perish. Now, she does the whole Windex thing. They get back into the car. They drive to a gas station where they buy a two liter of soda. They empty it out, and they fill it with gas before driving to a place that Rippy knows just off of U.S. Route 421. Lawrence again stays in the car. Tackett and Rippy get out with Loveless. Tackett and Rippy wrap Shonda in a blanket, and Shonda's actually still alive. She's still alive? Yep. She's fucking fighting. She's a hell of a fighter. You got to give her that, you know? They carry her out to the field, and they dump gasoline on her and set her on fire. Uh, I'm presuming they walk away because it says a few minutes later, Loveless is not convinced she's dead yet, and they go back and pour more gas on her. After all this, they go to McDonald's for breakfast and disgustingly make jokes that the sausage looks like how they left Shonda. Fuck. While <sighs> at McDonald's, Lawrence calls a friend and tells him about the murder. Good. They then leave, and Tackett drops Lawrence and Rippy off at their homes, and they go back to her house. She goes back to her house with Loveless. Loveless now calls Heverin and tells her they killed Shonda and arranges to meet her later that day. What the fuck? At some point, they go to Loveless's house where another friend comes over and they proceed to tell her about the murder as well. What? Hold on. Yeah. The three girls eventually go to pick up Heverin and return to Loveless's house where they again recount the story of how they killed Shonda. What the fuck? Heverin and the other friend, Wathen, don't believe them until they bring them both out and show them the trunk, which has bloody handprints all over it, blood, bloody clothing in there. Heverin's now fucking scared and asked to be brought home. I would assume so. And they bring her home. Loveless gets out of the car, gives her a kiss, and pleads with her not to tell anyone about the murder. Fuck that. And I wrote probably because they already told enough people. Yeah. They're fucking telling everybody. Don't, don't tell anybody, except for like the 12 other people I've already told. So but don't tell anybody. Heverin promises not to tell anyone. Later that morning, on January 11th, two brothers who were driving spotted Shonda's body on the side of the road. They said that at first they thought it was a mannequin, and when they go in for a closer look, they realize the horror of it, and they call the cops. It said the cops at first thought it was a drug deal gone wrong, and that it couldn't have been done by anyone local, and noted that the body was also posed in a suggestive position, showing it was done with intent, and they also noted that Shonda's hands and face seemed to have been burnt, born burned more than the rest of her to hide her identity. Hmm. Now, at this point, Shonda's father notices she's missing and contacts her mother, neighbors, and Shonda's friends, but no one has seen her. They report her missing at 1.45 p.m. At 8.20 p.m., Lawrence and Rippy arrive at their local police station with their parents. Both are hysterical, and they are trying to tell the police what happened, 
but they're kind of rambling because they're freaking out. Well, actually, Rippy was have partly involved. Yeah, Lawrence didn't do shit. She stayed in the car as much as possible. Uh, yes. Now I think, think about her mind state. I I do. They're sitting there I don't want to say she's innocent. However, are you? Gonna, I understand she's definitely like a scared. But here's the thing: is if if you're in this in situation and you're doing the the best you can to stay out of it, yeah. staying in the car, you're not going to sit there and try and go against these girls because they're no. fucking killing someone again, else. Right again, in front of you. I can understand yeah. her being scared and kind of in shock of what's so going on. So she's just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. She should have... And there's no way she'd be able to stop it. No, not by herself. I mean, she could have... When she called the first friend, she could have said I think what she could have said something. Any some... of the gas stations. There are things she could have done, but terrified. again, scared like that. Yeah. And she's probably... She wanted the 15-year-olds? Um, I believe... I don't believe. I have it right here. She was 15. Yeah, she was one of the 15-year-olds. So two older girls with her. So... Yeah. Yep. That is unfortunate. And so, um, they, you know, they go and tell the cops everything that, and it's all rambling. The cops are trying to make sense of it. They figure it out. On January 12th, Loveless and Tackett are arrested. All four girls were tried as adults, but to avoid the death penalty, they all accepted plea bargains. Tackett and Loveless were each sentenced to 60 years. Tackett was released on January 11th, 2018, and served a year of probation. The fuck? Loveless was released on September 5th, 2019, is and is now on parole. doesn't say there's an end to the parole. So still on parole. Rippy was sentenced to 60... This is fucked up. Okay. Rippy was involved. Yeah. Rippy held her. Rippy sprayed her with Windex. And yeah. Rippy helped carry the body out of the trunk. That's the extent of it. Tackett did the worst. Yeah. Rippy gets the worst sentencing. Really? Rippy is sentenced to 60 years with 10 years suspended plus 10 years of supervised uh, probation. So she got 60 years, 10 years taken off, and then gets 10 more years of probation tacked on. Supervised probation. Yes. After an appeal, though, it is lowered to 35 years. Did they say why specifically that she was deemed? Shitty lawyer, I'm guessing. Wouldn't they all have the same lawyer? Or very similar. They're from different towns. Different but wouldn't the case be treated as one? Yeah, but each person can have their own lawyer. Yeah, yeah, but wouldn't the lawyers help one another? That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough well, about the judicial. Given the process. circumstances in the family, the family might not have wanted them to near each other. True. So they might be tried separately. So what happened to Lawrence? Um, well, first of all, after an appeal, Rippy's is lowered to 35 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she was released on April 28, 2006. Lawrence was sentenced to a maximum of 20 years in exchange for her cooperation. So Lawrence, the girl who stayed in the car... And didn't really do yeah, much of it. She was released on December 14, 2000, but served parole until December of 2002. That poor girl. Now, I wrote here that i got to mention a cop. Okay. There was a cop that showed up at the scene... Go on. I forget his name. I didn't really write about it. I think it was his name. Like last name was like Cam. C-A-M-M maybe. Okay. What? He. No. Please. Served. Uh, he was convicted wrongly twice of killing his wife and kids. 
and served jail time both times. What? Yeah. He went to jail for killing his wife and kids. They found out he didn't do it. Then he went to jail for killing his wife and kids again, and they realized he didn't do it. And What? It just adds to the fucked up shit. Why did right? you... This seems like a story on of itself. I just thought it was interesting that this case is so fucking... Wild. The weird shit with and Lawrence the... and Rippy, and now you got this cop who's been convicted of murdering his family twice, wrongly. Wrongly convicted. convicted twice. Same family or different family? Same family. That's... What? I don't fucking know. I didn't, get in, I didn't bother reading into that story. I just thought it was weird detail. That but, is weird. Yes, that's the case of Shonda Renee Scherer. Those people are out of jail. Yes. Walking the streets right now. I know they were kids, but at the same time. Loveless is on probation, but the other ones are scot-free. Tackett's the one you got to fucking worry about. Essentially, if you look at all the shit that happened, Loveless did stab her and beat her up. Loveless Tackett had stabbed intent. her, brutally beat her. No. Tackett seemed more of like a... Uh, it's crazy that Loveless passion. is the one that wanted to do it and had the re- motive. Mm-hmm. Shitty-ass motive it was, but had the motive to do it. No. And Tackett did the worst. That's so wild, though. It, it, it's They did this to a child. Yes, and this is also why I said I can see why this is now considered one of the worst yeah. murders in U.S. history. And the, it's just shocking to think that Shonda was still alive at the very end after being in a car overnight and yeah. bleeding that much. Up until... Think about how much she must have been bleeding. Yeah. Multiple stabs to the chest, two times, beaten with a tire iron until her head's caving in, and she's still fucking alive the next day. You know, that's like six hours, let's see, midnight to sunrise. Like sunrise. So sunrise usually around six to seven o'clock. So, so six hours to seven hours of if not profuse bleeding and then being set on fire. Well, yeah, but that's what finally so she was actually burned alive. As well as everything else she went through. It's fucking wild. Yeah, that's a I didn't realize how fucked up that case was until I started getting into it. And that's why it got longer and longer because you can't skip any of that shit that happened to her. It kind of builds onto it, yeah. Not that it builds onto it. It kind of. If you were to skip half of the shit they did to her, you wouldn't know how fucking evil these girls were. Yeah. And how bad it really was. You know, you could have said, oh, they beat her, strangled her, burned her. That just totally takes. Yeah. It. What's the word? It doesn't respect Shonda. Yeah, because it makes it seem like... It doesn't pay like respect to Shonda as much as it should. You're kind of like on top of lessening that, what happened yeah, to her. Uh, yeah, on top of that. It truly doesn't show the... I don't want to say savageness, but the disgustingness of those girls, what they did. Yeah. yeah it was a fucked up one. Yeah. It, uh, as I was just going through it, I'm like, fuck, it's getting worse. Yeah, and, and, and it kept worse. getting worse. And fucking worse. Until it ends in one of the worst possible ways you can die. Yeah. They consider being burned and drowned the two worst possible ways to die. What would you prefer? Burned or drowned? Burning or drowning? Yep. I don't know. I would rather be burned than drowned. I know they say if you drown, because they find victims in cars, mm-hmm. that you go animalistic. Yeah. They found the dashboard, your fing- like fingernails ripped off, the dashboard clawed apart, the interior shredded. You just go in like animalistic state trying to get out of it. Yeah. I think burning, you'd probably... 
pass out faster. Because of the pain? Yeah. I think I could deal with that more. I think as much as I don't want to die I don't want to anyway. One. Yeah. But well, I don't give a shit about that, but I don't want either one of them to happen. Yeah. I think I could take burning better than drowning. I think how long does it take to drown? It depends on the person. It might be quicker to drown, but it's I mean, it's it, definitely it, more of a desperate thing though. I guess it also depends on the water too, because if it's ice cold. Uh-huh. Interesting. Would, your brain would just lock up from hypothermia. Yeah. Before you even suffered the drowning part of it. That is true. I wonder if you would fall asleep before you would even start realizing you're drowning. Know. Depends on how cold the water is. I guess. It would have to be very cold. And the other chance there, too, is if it's ice, ice, cold water, they can resuscitate you hours later. Hmm. <laughs> They've had cases of it where they brought in a woman that was completely frozen yeah, solid. I'm thinking of like, like woke up. how your brain will react to that because it is lacking oxygen at that point. Yeah, but it's, they did have a case where a woman was completely frozen. They said she was like solid. And she basically thawed out on the table and woke up. Huh. And they were like, what the fuck? I wonder what the damages are to the body though. Yeah. It has to be severe, I'm sure. The other thing is when you freeze, the ice crystals rip apart your insides. Yeah. I, it depends. So that's why, like, when they do assuming cryogenic Assuming you don't stuff, also get, like, frostbite in certain areas. Yeah. Well, that's why they talk about cryogenic freezing. It's got to be cryogenically done because it's, like, flash freezing so the crystals don't yeah. slowly grow and tear apart. On that great note, <laughs> have anything else you want to discuss? No. Are you sure? Yes. You got nothing else? No. Okay. How are you doing? Tired still? I'm still fucking tired. Okay. Next week, we're going to record next week's in about like 10 minutes. In but 10 next... minutes, we are going to talk about something else. Yeah, in and 10... you will hear it in a week. Yes. But it's... um. Now it's a break from the kids. Yes. Until we go back into it the It is, kids. luckily, something a little less morbid and a little more, I don't want to say upbeat, but like more funny and jovial than anything, in my opinion, at least. Unfortunately, they got to wait a week to get that yep. alleviation. <laughs> Until then, perish in your self-loathingness. Yeah. You know, this is one of the first ones we've done in a while where we didn't just ramble for hours either. We did ramble a little bit at the beginning. Not much, though. Yeah. Um, but that's all right. I'm sure we'll have much to discuss next week because it's uh, quite interesting, actually. If you would like to contact us or follow our social medias, our email is arcanumobscuracast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at Arcanum Obscura, and our Instagram is Arcanum Obscura Podcast. Our Telegram is at Arcanum Obscura. Yeah, you can you can contact us or follow us on any of those platforms. Um, review us, share, leave a like, leave do that fun review. Jazz. It helps us get higher ratings. Yeah, I know, and like Sh- Sri Lanka. Higher views, listens, whatever you want to call it. Fuck, in Sri Lanka and Singapore and, <laughs> and what was the other one we were? Norway? Yes. Yeah. The Vikings love us. Yep. As but it was sh- Sri Lanka where we were top 10 for a little bit. Yep. Top 10 in Sri Lanka. It's really weird. All five Sri Lankan podcast listeners <sighs> listened to us once. <laughs> <laughs> so how are we only top five then? Top 10. Not even top. Too much credit. <laughs> I like to believe we were top five. I think we were. I think, I think it we was. were like two or three or something. I think it was like 
four. Was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Good, it was quite funny to see, though. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you. I don't want to say. It's basically enjoy. when they all found us and like, oh. Oh. All at the same time. Dude, you guys hear this podcast called Arcanum Obscura? It's new. It's like a crime thing. Let's all listen to it together. Yeah. But separately. Yes. Separate on different devices. devices, but together. And then. Let's and all like, go home and listen to it and talk about it. Yeah, guys. yeah. Come on. And then after that, they're like, never again. Yeah, because we lasted a couple weeks and that's it. Yeah. I don't even know. I usually don't pay attention to that shit. I haven't looked at I it. I kind of just have fun doing the podcast anyway. Yep. Would We're you... almost at 2,000 listens. Interesting. I think. It I would know be we f- went over 1,000. It would be funny if, like, over. I, it won't happen, but it would be funny. Overnight, we somehow get this mass following. On Instagram, we jump 130, 318% increase yeah. in our profile hits. So so interesting. Uh, but, like, going from having 20 followers to, like... 20 followers. Why? Still about the same. No, I'm saying going from that to going to something like 20,000 or, like, 300,000. Uh, that would be weird. Yeah. That would be very weird. I don't know what we would do at that point. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But, well, like, maybe more... We could afford better equipment. Yeah. <laughs> so I was about to say, with a little bit better production value i don't know we sound pretty good let's hire an editor if we get to that point we should hire an editor i would totally hire an editor here go fucking yeah yeah here you go we did the hard work now you do the hard then work. then i would purposely make it bad <laughs> like rub the mic with my fingers so <laughs> i have to edit it out and then, like every few minutes hey cut that out cut that out. and yeah all right let's go let's do over do over let's do it again just do much like much of fucking shit in it <laughs> Can you, hey Scott, can you edit that out? I, I I said something very not okay. Can you just remove that? I don't want people to think I'm racist. Then say it right again, right after the. Yeah, 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 and then right after, and then. All right, like I was saying. Or say nothing wrong at all and have a nice clean one, but have all these marker points that he has to go and check to edit. <laughs> There's really nothing there. Yeah, that one would probably be really fun. You fucking shit. assholes! I checked fifty different spots that you said there was shit to edit, and there was nothing. Nothing. You didn't catch it? Damn. Go back and listen. Go back and make sure you get those things. We can't can't risk having those go out. People will know my address. Yeah. Something like that. I think it would be really fun to do that. We're going to go record again. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to go and record again. All right. You guys have a great day. Bye. You're not going to say bye? I don't have anything to say. Okay. You guys said bye. You have a great day. All right, bye.